Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern sports talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller. Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. It's NHL opening day. Even though my team still isn't playing, I'm jacked up. We're all Lightning fan today. Hi, I'm Mac McGeehan. I don't know much, but I know one thing. Justin, I may not be here for a couple weeks as I take some personal time off. I'm going to go kick it at the club with Kyrie Irving and see if I can get paid by the NBA for just not showing up but going to birthday parties and all that other nonsense while Kevin Durant's over here playing on a freaking busted limb that he's fighting to come back off of off of what is it, a year and a half of of a torn ACL, he can make it to the stadium. But poor Kyrie, man, poor Kyrie. Well, maybe I'm not the norm. I'm not camera friendly. I don't wear clothes that fit me. I'm not hygienic. I don't wipe properly. I don't own a toothbrush or let my scabs heal. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American Man. Hey, howdy, hi. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. I am Mac McGee and sitting alongside me is Mr. Justin Waller. Justin, how the hell are you this morning, sir? Doing great, Mac. Uh, it was a short transition from college football to NHL, but I am prepared. And uh, NBA seems to be helping, so uh, apparently they would like NHL to regain some market share because they're canceling all the games. So, you know, coincidence? I, I think not. I just assumed the Preds were playing tonight, so I was about to sign up for for one of those, uh, you know, temporary accounts and whatnot. And then come to find out they don't play tonight. So I was like, well, at least the Lightning are playing tonight. I almost, I almost had my uh, Preds hat on. I actually had my Preds hat on. Then I checked the schedule. I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Lightning play the Blackhawks. So uh, for, On for, NBC Sports, 8 p.m. Yeah, you, you gain the Nashville market as uh, Tampa Bay's number one fan today. So uh, we're rooting for you. Even though uh, it's going to be weird, it's, it's hard to – Imagine that we're in the same division this season, um, but for whatever reasons we are, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be great for the show, and uh, it'll be entertaining. You know, that's weird, and the fact that they put – what really threw me off, it took me for a second, but uh, the fact that they threw the the uh, the sponsors' names on the divisions. I was like, well, that was coming. I don't have an issue with it, but I was like, it's weird seeing the Honda, whatever. Uh, oh, wait until you see the helmets this year. They're going to have logos on them, too. And if you're I not accustomed you know, to hey, seeing that, that's going to be make your uh, money. You gotta make your money. unique this season. Hey, you got to make your money. I got no problem with it. NBA started that like five years ago. I remember when we first, when we first came out, we talked about, like, is that going to be a distraction? Now, the NBA has stuck with just the one small logo. So you really have to be, like, focusing on it. Um, it'll be interesting to see if. Hockey goes all NASCAR about it. They got stickers everywhere. You can't you, you can't even see the guy's number. But look, if you got to make money, you got to make money. Yeah, uh, right now it's just the helmet logo. I think there's one team and it's escaping my. Not my one jackass right now. has the right to complain about it because the simple fact of the matter is you can't put fans in the stands. Right. Even if you do in some markets, you can't put enough in the stands. They got to make their money somewhere because you still expect them to pay 
these these absorbent salaries. I mean, come on, let's go. I like the fact there's a triple header on today. Starts at 5.30 p.m. for people that have missed that. We'll get into that here at the bottom of the hour. It's There's a lot to lot to unfold with, with, with the NHL. Uh, that segment might be a tad longer than what I first uh, put in on because once I looked, I was like, there's no way we're getting through that in 20 minutes. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, um, Sean O'Toole is on the way, and when he, when he gets here, uh, we're going to do NHL predictions. Justin and Sean are going to kind of bat around you know, you know, the storylines going into the year. Looking forward to that quite a bit uh college basketball unfortunately the vols got delayed there was it pushed back to saturday did they give a time for a tip for that yet do you know because i have I think not they seen. already had it was a unique week where they played uh home and home this week uh it just fell on the schedule that way if i'm not mistaken or that or my god is outsmarting me and it's uh it's not a weird scheduling conflict like i thought it was so uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. I, th- I don't know that it's been rescheduled. I think they originally had it on there. Because this weekend I set all my, my my things to record for the week just to make sure I was on top of it. And uh, they had already had Wednesday and Saturday for the volunteers against Vanderbilt on that. So unless I misread that, um, I think that was the original schedule. Well, what is flashed underneath there is it says rescheduled. Well, all last night was flashing under Tennessee versus Vandy rescheduled for Saturday because it was supposed to go down last night and there were virus concerns. I believe it was on Vanderbilt's end, but it was one of those contract tracing things. So they were wanting to make sure uh, they had everything squared away before they took the court. So that game got pushed back. Um, And there was another one and I I can't, here it is. The Baylor game. That was supposed to be a national game. Yes. Number 13 versus number two Baylor versus West Virginia. Kind of hard for me to wrap around my, wrap my head around the fact that West Virginia is ranked number 13 yet they've got four losses and they have a losing record in the big 12 but they are they're, they're two and three in the big 12 but they're number 13 in the country so there's 10 teams in the big 12 currently right they're not undefeated in the big 12 so i mean i don't know 13th in the country it just seems a little high uh the big one last night though man michigan throttled Wisconsin thought that was going to be a great game and 77 54 Sean and I've talked a little bit about it off air he, he's not the biggest believer in Michigan basketball I think he's gonna to have to start getting his uh pom-poms out because third it was 23 point win against Wisconsin Wisconsin's a good basketball program Duke loses again so now they're three and two and five and four overall and Kansas falls to Oklahoma State over in the SEC, though. Uh, that, that was the main thing that we had circled because of the Tennessee game. But also, Alabama is for real, evidently. 85-65 in Rupp Arena. I don't care if that is a down year or not for Kentucky. You don't beat Kentucky in Kentucky by 20 points. That doesn't happen very often. I mean, not in basketball, but uh, <laughs> I mean, wow. And Florida gets a big win, uh, 72-63. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing watching this Alabama team. It's not something you're, you're used to seeing. Um, and then, like you said, to, to go into Kentucky and uh, thump them by 20 is uh, pretty phenomenal. I mean, they're having a heck of a season. They've taken down Tennessee, Florida, and Kentucky so far. They're undefeated in the SEC. And uh, until somebody fi- figures out a way to uh, 
contain them and stop that drive from the three, uh, I, I don't know how they're not going to keep uh, stretching folks out. You know, I don't either. And it's, uh, to, to me, the whole thing is insane because Alabama just realistically has came out of nowhere, right? We knew they were on the rise, but for them to, to be where they're at right now, it is, it, it, it's shocking. It really is, and they're evidently going to be a, a formidable. I don't think this has the quite the same feeling. I believe it was last year, the year before, where Tony kept telling us that LSU was a fraud, and then they got in the tournament. No, yeah, it couldn't have been last year. We didn't have a tournament. And then they got in the tournament, I guess it was two years ago, and LSU was proven to be a fraud, but they were they had a really good SEC record, and they looked really good, and then they got it in into the tournament, and they just got exposed quickly. I don't know if they got bounced in the first round, but it was a pretty quick exit. I th this doesn't have that same feel to me. No, th this seems to be legit. Uh, we, we've seen it. Uh, well, I mean, pretty much the the top teams of the the SEC so far this season. Uh, I mean, you can't put Kentucky up there uh, out of conference. They, they've had. I think three losses. Uh, that that was their first conference loss last night. But they this is just not the Kentucky team of past. No, it's not. Not even same conversation. So it's really hard to compare where you're at. But you have to say they're they're top half of the SEC. I mean, they still re deserve that respect. They're I, not bottom feeders. Yeah, I I would I, I would definitely say that they just don't seem like. Well, look, this is this is going to happen from time to time with Calipari. If you're going to continue to build your program on a bunch of one and duns, there's going to be a time where you swing and miss or. Maybe they do have talent, but it takes them so long to gel that the season's almost over, right? And then when you got all the restrictions from the pandemic and everything, maybe that's that's what could be a huge cost to Kentucky because, yeah, the talent might be there, but with all the restrictions and you get kids coming brand new in from high school and whatnot, and it's not like Kentucky's ever built on a bunch of veterans to kind of show them the way. You're going to have this at, at Kentucky from time to time. I'm sure Kentucky fans are pissed, but you can't you can't overreact. I mean, nobody else is crying about it. No, but you, at the same <laughs> token, you can't overreact because if you do want to kick, if you do want to start those rumblings like like some of these crazed fan bases do, uh, there is a litany of people that will stand in line and go, we'll take Calipari. Dirt, dirty laundry and all, we'll take him today. We will take him today. Um Let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit as uh, time to hit the first quarter of the armchair quarterbacks. So we're going to dive into MLB hot stove before uh, Sean joins us uh, at the bottom of the hour. You've got a lot of things going on, a lot of rumors going on in the MLB. Uh, you know, couple of the big things that is that, that have happened over the last few days of course Trina signs the 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 big contract unreal contract three three years 54 million dollars is essentially what it is uh to join the white Sox and make them a front runner for the al pennant and by the way did, did you see the hoax that got thrown out there on twitter that everyone fell for by the by the fake Braves uh, Twitter site. I did not. I woke up this morning. It took me a second to, what the hell am I looking at? I did the math. I was like, why would they do this? This makes no sense that I had to look at the, the at, right? right you know, do you see something on Twitter? Look at what you're really looking at. Look at the at. Because they're using the same Braves logo that the Atlanta Braves always use. They use the same, I mean, everything. It looks exactly like it, but obviously it doesn't have the, 
the verified check. So that's the other thing you want to look for is the blue mark. But also always look at the at. And I think it's I think it's called something like let us be brave or let us be braves or something like that. And um, let me see if I can find it real quick because it was pretty funny. There were people flipping out. What was even funnier is that I go over to Facebook and yeah, here it is. And Atlanta Braves Facebook groups that I'm in, one of them specifically because they will stream Braves games and it's the only way for me to catch them sometimes. Uh, this is, this is, they were, they were flipped. There was a handful of them that had flipped out and believed the hype. This, this happened around midnight last night. So you get all the rumblings and then everyone this morning with, with, you know, some calmer sense and goes, dude, it's a freaking hoax. It says the Atlanta Braves are pleased to announce that, that outfielder Nick Markakis has been re-signed to a two year, $23 million deal and is a, expected to anchor left field. <laughs> Braves country is going Oh, we're not getting a Zuda and we're bringing back him. And I was like, and I originally go, that does makes no sense because I'm sitting, you know, you're waking up, you grab your phone, you're looking at stuff. I'm like, he paid for, played for 4 million last year. It was terrible. Why would you give him a raise? This doesn't make any sense. And then I had to look at, I was like, yeah, that is a blue check mark. Let us be brave. I don't even know what the hell it is, but I, I got to give the guy credit. Um, he, uh, see how many followers he has 712 followers. And I guarantee you some people. Um, you know what? Just because he pulled the, pulled the hoax, I'll follow him today. I he, that's worth the follow for anyone that can pull a hoax off like that. Uh, for it to bounce from not only get people in Twitter flipped out, but then it to go over to Facebook. And people on Facebook are always a little less tech savvy, right? They're always behind the the Twitter and YouTube crowd, right? So they're going, oh no! <laughs> they're, probably, they're probably telling all their friends, calling them on the phone. <laughs> Just, I saw it, man. I saw it on. I saw it on the newsfeed. It's it's got to be true. Anyways, real stuff that is that could be actually going on, as opposed to the fake stuff. Uh, a couple of things throw out throw out there to you. Uh, one of the things that that is being rumored, uh, Ozuna was being rumored heavy last night. That it looks like it's essentially there. There are a bunch of teams that are involved, but this these are the three teams that appear to be serious about the services of Marcelo Zuna over the next several years, Atlanta Braves, obviously the Toronto blue Jays, man. Can you imagine adding that bat to that freaking lineup? That's, I mean, it's just and that stadium and then San Francisco. I think the San Francisco one's the least likely. And he, and he's been linked to San Francisco for all off season. And I get it that they need an outfielder, but if you aren't going to have a DH, of all places to have Ozuna, that would be terrible. That place is a is a Grand Canyon, and it's not really a home run hitters park for a righty. So I don't understand the Ozuna. I think that might be more smoke than mere. I really think it's coming down to Toronto, Atlanta. The other the other three teams, I I, I would say could be legitimate. I got to throw the Reds out because they keep saying the Reds, but the Reds have had a, like a fire sale. Why the hell are they going all of a sudden going to spend money on an outfielder? Uh, Houston, Seattle, and Washington. Those I can believe. Seattle is trying to get them back in the middle of, of, of uh, rebuilding, so I kind of put them out. I think it's a four-team race. I think it's Atlanta, Toronto, Houston, and Washington, and probably in that order. What say you? I mean, I think it, it, 
Houston and Toronto make the most sense. I don't know why a National League team without the guarantee of a DH would want to bring in Ozuna. Um, he's a defensive liability, but I, I get the pop that he provides, and uh, you can work him into your lineup, and you can be creative with that. So, I mean, it's not a deal killer, but for that amount of money, it would be for me. Um with the recent news of the past few years, uh, I'm going to lean uh, Toronto with this. I'd like to see him up there. One, I think that would be exciting for the AL East. And uh, I just don't want to see Houston with another thumper. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't, I, I, I still don't understand why the national league would, would pay that much for a one way player. Are you, are you buying that? I mean, are you going to – I'm not going to be upset as a Braves fan if he re-signs elsewhere because I feel like he did exactly what we asked him to do. He came in. He made his money on his one-year deal to go out and re-sign big somewhere else. We wasn't willing to pay that, and I think for good reasons. So I'm not in this love affair that we have to re-sign Azuna. I think we've got better options we should be looking at for the outfield or trying to figure out. So – the only National League team that I think could be realistically in it. You could kind of talk me into Washington, but I agree with all the arguments you made. The difference between Atlanta and all the others is they've seen what he can do, and they've seen how well he works in their locker room. And if they, in their heart of hearts, believe like I do, that the DH is inevitable at the end of this year, that we're going to go to the DH – that it's going to be a DH, it's going to be a DH sport starting in 2022 with the new CBA agreement that's going to have to come through. I think that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to kick the door through. They're going to try to fight it, fight it, fight, it, and they're eventually going to give them the freaking DH, and it's going to open up. What does that open up? 15 brand new jobs, high paying jobs in in baseball. I I think that's a big deal, and. But from the Atlanta standpoint, you can deal with Marcelo Zuna being out there as a as a defensive liability because he's in left field. It's not a huge left field out there in Atlanta, and he's going to provide enough pop to make up for the fact that because of that. And I, th I think he works well with the young kids with Acuna and uh, Alzi Albies, and then of course you got Pache coming up. They all look up to him like a big brother, and then he obviously had a big factor, I believe. he Look, Freddie Freeman doesn't win the MVP if Marcelo Zuna's not hitting right behind him, right? So the, the idea that we wouldn't, I can't buy it. But the idea that we don't, I, I can buy that. I just would like to know, all right, then what is the answer? Are we going to do a stopgap? Are we going to do like a Michael Brantley, which I think is very possible, like a two-year deal? Because Brantley's not coming for a one, I don't believe. Michael Brantley would want some, uh, almost like some Cole Hamels type money to be your left fielder for the next couple of years. He's, I want to say he's 34. Maybe he, he might even be 35 by opening day. He plays for Atlanta for a couple of years, makes his money, and he and it gives Atlanta a chance to get the maturation of Drew Waters in the minors. There's still a lot of question marks on. It's a little shocking to me that they're talking about Jackie Bradley Jr. could be signed by the Braves, and that still would not eliminate them wanting to sign Ozuna because the theory is – you go get JBJ, put him in center field. You go get a Zuna, put him in left. 
when Pache's ready to roll the fire. I, I felt like Pache played phenomenally, but I guess they're they're just well, they think he's a, f- a far away away. But by by next year, as soon as your DH, Pache's your center fielder, and JBJ maybe goes to left, or maybe you leave JBJ in center and you you put uh, Pache in in left. I don't know. But then get Lemayhew and put Riley in left. <laughs> that uh, that's another rumor. That what, what, what if what if you do that? I mean, I, I, I've laughed at here's it and another. I've laughed at it. But okay, here's the the problem with the outfield. I got is one got, better for you. I got one better for you. You want to hear the latest thing that that was on Tribe? Uh, what was it Tribe News or anyways? It's their fans site, and it's also being ran. It's being ran by the, by the Cleveland Indian sports writers. Anyways, tribe something. I don't know what the hell I'm on sometimes. But anyways, uh, they are saying they feel like the Atlanta Braves are very close to making a trade to get Jose Ramirez to put him at third base, Riley and left, and away you go. And it still wouldn't leave out the possibility of getting Ozuna and putting Ozuna somewhere in the mix, but it probably it probably puts a damper on that. Correct. My problem with outfield is what are you going to do with Ender? You, you've got to trade him up. You can't pay Ender. You can't have Pache sitting on the bench and playing a uh, Bradley Jr. Or I've even seen well, uh, some Springer rumors, which I think are a little bit more far fetched. I don't I don't know why Ender, you're, you're going to go all in. In in this scenario. Ender's being you're rumored. trading Ender in this trade. Yes, that's the okay. that's the rumor. Of course, there's a couple of sports writers. I believe the sports writers, but then you get the the problem is then you get the fans involved. So you're reading both, and you don't know the what Bradley Junior. I like. I think he gives more of an upside. He gives more of a ceiling. His his floor is Ender and Ciarte ceiling offensively. I mean, I think in his worst year, he still bats as well as Ender, but he has the potential to provide some pop and, pop and some too. explosion. Um, I, so I, I think the upside is there for and Bradley. But then you're, you're, but but you, if you're paying that money and you're bringing in that player, you're pretty much saying Pache is not ready this year. That decision has to be made. Right. Bring well, the kid up or not? That's that's what the lean is. Is that you bring? So it would be interesting if you brought it. I would hate to lose Ozuna because I think he's great for the clubhouse, but. If you've got Ramirez at third, Riley at in left field, which you could platoon, uh, and then you're bringing JBJ for center, that might be the cheaper version than going all all in on uh, Ozuna. If you do all that, there's something else that people don't realize that are that might be Braves fans, National League fans. Doesn't doesn't really matter who your team is. Teamus will tell you this to a man. JBJ is the best defensive center fielder in baseball. His offense is what scares you because he can be very hot and cold. But if you're in that lineup, I don't think it matters. And if you bring in a Jose Ramirez, then that kind of solves who's going to hit behind Freddie. Because that's the problem. Because you're not signing JBJ to put behind Freddie. JBJ oh. is more of a guy that's going to hit like seventh in your lineup. Yeah, there might be times where JBJ's hitting, hitting, hitting at the bottom to flip it over so that if he is on base, you you got Acuna up there. He's at best when you consider Dansby Swanson and all the other guys. He's at best the seventh hitter 
on the on the Braves. Like he's like he's only hitting in front of uh that, that was another goof that someone started was that they locked up Tyler Flowers to four years last night. It's like stop just folks. stop it. Stop. Man. Yeah. stop it. It wasn't even an absorbent amount of money so you could buy it, right? It's, I think it was like four years, $19 million with a club option. I'm like, he's like 60. What are you talking about? A club option after four years. Um, they, uh, but that's, but that's where, that's essentially where we're at with that is what do you like better? If you, if you, if you were playing AA and by the way, we're talking about the Braves general manager. We're not talking about our, our weekly, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, we're, we're talking about if you are the general manager of the Atlanta Braves and you could have Ozuna in left or make the trade. Now, you're probably going to have to give up a, a pretty good prospect, but make the trade of, we'll just say, Anderson, Enciarte, and uh, I hate to say it, but it could be like a Drew Waters going over to Cleveland for Ramirez, but you're going to have JBJ in center field because the money wise, you're probably pretty much on board. I, I, I need to double check what Jose's making, but I mean, at that point, I'm just going to go all rogue on you and stay put, resign Duvall and leave Riley at third. And I mean, I just, I don't like any scenario where I'm, I'm putting Ozuna or I'm moving. I, I like the third base play. I think it gives you some options, but third base, I don't feel is a problem. Now, I think Riley is a problem offensively, so you, you've got to figure out, but he, he's not going to overcome those platooning. He's not going to get better at that by randomly being in the games because uh, you've got to move things around because you've got too many folks in, in your crowded outfield that, and you only have one position to rotate them into. I mean, you're not pulling Acuna, and you're not going to pull your starting left fielder because I would assume if you don't make negative trades, that's Pache, you're leaving the kid be. Um, All right, here is something interesting. If you sign Jose Ramirez, assuming what I'm looking at, that's or you trade for Jose Ramirez, if what I'm looking at is true, he is locked up for this year and next year at uh, $9 million? A year, I think is what it's saying. Next year can't be for $2 million. That makes absolutely no sense. But that's what it looks like that Jose Ramirez would be at right now if you brought him in. He's 28. You're saying that you'd rather have... Duval. I'd rather have Ramirez's bet than Riley's. But I don't know that you help Riley by platooning him in left field. I think he's he, not going to be your full time everyday left fielder. I, I don't think Riley is going I to. I think be. he would be your full. I think he would be be there the, the majority of the time. Now remember something: Jose Ramirez played outfield as well, so you could just put Jose Ramirez in in, in left field because Riley is an elite third base defensive talent. I feel like you're taking a step backwards with your young talent by moving Riley. Even though I like the move to be so able to go. So what if you just put go, Ramirez in? Uh, I, I'm now. You, now we're talking. Okay, I like you. I like you thinking there, Skipper. Okay. So and, and maybe you give him a break every once in a while, flip him back and forth, and then that also allows you to bring in 
Um, well, Pache could be up for the, with the big team, or, or they could, or they could say, "Look, we want we want to see get you more plate appearances." But that would depend on if they signed JBJ. Did, we, does Duvall have a spot this season, or are we just waiting to figure that one out? We don't know. He, uh, he if we wanted him. I found it. I find it odd we didn't sign him. We could have had him for about six, seven million dollars. That's what I was wondering. Was it stupid money? What what, is, what has held that back? I'm, I'm, I think that. I th well, Azuna uh, obviously because, they're trying to figure that part out because JBJ is being rumored two years, sixteen million. True. So if you can get JBJ for eighty year, I th I think that's where the disconnect is. It wouldn't shock me if they bring him back. We got to take a break. We come back. Sean's coming, and uh, we've got the NHL. Opening night here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're going to dive into the NHL next. Keep it locked in here on CBS Radio as uh, the, I believe Sean is ready for some hockey talk. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Stupid interviews. Hey, you're a member of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, how does it feel? Well, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's a blessing. I uh, want to thank God. I'm going to try to do my best. It's a great organization. And uh, I'll say the last 80 guys said. So, yeah. This is Sean O'Toole with the Armchair Quarterback. Catch me during drive time on the Armchair Quarterback radio show and on Facebook Live. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, the National Football League, Big Ten, and college football, and more. We cover it all. I'm sure quarterbacks radio. We got your shelter in place right over here. Big news in the big games covered in the Big Ten by the armchair quarterbacks all year long. Averaging just under 38 on 44 kicks this year. Nice high kick, got a little wind under it, and it runs Howard back up. Look at that. Oh my goodness. One man. Goodbye, Hello, Well, the ball is actually a little short of the one yard line now it is fourth down the final play unless they can stick it in the end zone Andre Johnson Roscoe Parrish and Kellen Winslow and Dorsey under pressure throws it incomplete the Buckeyes win they went to Hickman and Penn State well-timed blitz LaVar Arrington the All-American candidate came across well it was a great athletic play by LeVar Arrington, as you see, he times his blitz very well, leaves his feet, and hits Hickman in the backfield. Big Ten football covered in the southeast by the armchair quarterbacks. Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms, so stop on by at Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. Top Gun Supply is open 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Top Gun Supply, the friendly gun shop. Well, it's all right. When I was your age, they would say we could become cops or criminals. Today, what I'm saying is this. When you're facing a loaded gun, What's the difference? Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. 
You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Find us on Facebook today. One, two, three, strike. You're out at the old ball game. You play to win the game. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. We are going to uh, dive into the NHL here in one second. Real quick, we want to go ahead and uh, get you uh, going in what's happening in the world of sports. Uh, real quick on the scoreboard, and then we will uh, go on from that. Um, last night in the NBA, you've got... Well, two games were, were postponed, the Celtics and Bulls, along with... Well, I don't have the other one in front of me because they wiped it off the, off the screen, but I, I know there was a second game that was, that was, that was uh, postponed. Uh, 76ers, Heat. 76ers take down the Heat, 137-134. You've got Lakers, Rockets, 117-100. Anthony Davis with 19 and 10 boards. The Nets, 122 116 winners was still with no Kyrie as he's kicking it at the club. Uh, Jazz, 117, 87 winners over the terrible Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell, 27 points. And the Spurs, 112, 102 winners, along with the Pacers getting the W in Golden State. And in college basketball, Virginia Tech beats Duke. BC downs Miami. North Carolina over Syracuse. And we talked about this a little earlier, but the Alabama Crimson Tide are on a roll, and they pounded Kentucky by 20 in Rupp Arena, and the Gators beat Ole Miss 72-63. to Castleton, 21 points and 10 boards. If y'all haven't seen this guy play, holy crap. He looks like he's about 12. He's, he's kind of like a Sean Bradley type build. My wife was like, man, what is wrong with that kid? <laughs> I was like, he's like 12 and he's playing college basketball. That's, that's what's wrong with him. Uh, and, of course, Michigan pounds Wisconsin. Are you finally on board, Mr. Sean O'Toole, that uh, your Michigan Wolverines might actually be for real? And that's what's happening. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning. Um, I haven't been this excited about a Michigan men's basketball team since the one that Juwan Howard was on, since Fab Five. I mean, they're, I, I thought they would be the fourth or fifth best team in the Big Ten, and he's building something, right? He's he's layering on to the program that John Beeline built over the last 10 years. Um, but, man, this team, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it at the end of the broadcast. Uh, Dan Dockich, uh, who was doing the game last night, mentioned it. Uh, they're the first school in college basketball history to beat three opponents ranked in the top 15 by 19 or more in consecutive games, which is, you know, there, there's so many variables to this season with no fans and, and the travel restrictions and, you know, health and medical protocols. But, um, you know, to just wipe the floor with Wisconsin last night, that, that game wasn't close. It was a 40, there was a, at one point we were on a 46 to three run between the last two minutes of the first half and the first eight minutes of the second half. At one point, we were up like sixty-six to twenty-three. I mean, I almost—I actually felt bad for Wisconsin. Um, and the final score doesn't dictate how how one-sided it was, but man, they're those kids are playing just amazing. Yeah, you know, lots of lots of transfers. Uh, the starting point guard, Mike Smith, is a transfer from Missouri. Um, Shondi Brown is a transfer from I think Virginia or VCU. 
Um, one of the schools might even be Virginia Tech, but um, Jawan Howard is somebody put out a tweet last night and I couldn't like it fast enough that said Jawan Howard is everything we were promised Jim Harbaugh would be. I was like, that's so far that is 100% accurate. And you know, they're not going to go undefeated. Someone's going to get them. They might even be gotten in their next game, which is at Minnesota. uh, And is one of the teams we just, we just beat the brakes off of in the last seven days. So, so they're going to be, they're going to be ready for blood up in the barn. Um, But man, that's, it's looking more and more like we're at least going to be heard from. Um, and possibly in the Sweet 16, which isn't something I thought was possible this soon into Juwan Howard's tenure. So, yeah, super excited. 11-0, 7th in the country. Okay, let's go ahead and switch gears. Fast break. He starts a fast break with plenty of room in front of him. Here they go again. It's showtime. Okay, let's go ahead and get into the the second quarter of the armchair quarterbacks, and it's time to talk the NHL. Uh, Didn't mean to catch you off about the Michigan, but – we gotta no, no. we gotta shift gears or or uh, yeah, he did he was tired of hearing about it or uh, freaking Justin's <laughs> gonna put us all in a Justin's gonna put us all in a headlock cutting into hockey talk to talk Michigan basketball he's gonna be like, what the hell oh no I, yeah we don't want to cut into hockey talk let's go Justin uh, the NHL begins tonight we got a triple header on NBC Sports which I'm I I'm pleasantly surprised by that you've got uh, was it five thirty is the first game Pens and Flyers and then at eight o'clock is Tampa Bay versus Chicago, and ten thirty St. Louis versus Colorado. So I'll give I'll give my hockey guys the floor. Uh, towards the end, we're gonna make predictions, but I kind of just want to throw it at y'all as far as the storylines you're looking at going into opening day. What's going to you know the teams you're looking to really be good this year, and all that jazz as. We'll we'll give a good solid up until about five till, and then we'll switch gears with, with the NFL stuff. So, what you got? Well, I'll lead off with uh, welcome to the club of your team not playing on opening day. How does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of all three of us, Max rocking the hat of the only team playing in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so, there you go. It's a little strange that they didn't just have them all play today, right? Just, I mean, why not? Yeah, I, I hate. When and, and of the do TV that. games, the Leafs Canadians play today, and it's not on your national televised. Uh, I just I thought that one would have made it in. With you got to put uh, the champs on, baby. You got to put the champs on. <laughs> Plus, I would no say I, I would that, say I still want to see them. I would say Chicago Blackhawks has a lot to do with with their television ratings. What time is that game? Isn't that at the same time? I believe that's a six, seven Eastern uh, puck drop. Yeah, it, it's on at the same time as the Tampa Bay Chicago. So I think that's I think that's why they did it. Although I, Toronto Montreal is a, is an interesting game, but then you're only going to get the television of people up in Canada. So I'd say that's got yeah. It's the Chicago Blackhawk thing. That's the thing because the, the the Lightning fans are are still weatherizing their pools. You know, they're, <laughs> I don't know why I'm complaining about it. That's why they have NHL TV. So, I mean, I will be watching the uh, game, but I, I thought it would be. Uh, they a, tried uh, to screw me on that deal, man. They, so I signed up for the $5 deal, uh, last summer and I, and I declined to have it roll over this year. Now, nah, man, they tried to drill me with it. I, I woke up Monday morning and I got, I was like, what the hell is this? So I call them. They were really nice about it. But I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I, I'm going to watch the lightning and I'm going to try to catch the Preds from time to time, but you're not going to get me watching it all the time. And he's like, well, we can do this and do that. I was like, no, we can just take it off. He said, okay, fine. 
Like, so the reason I have NHL TV, Justin brought it up, is to watch games that wouldn't be shown in my market. Because you guys mentioned one of the Canada games tonight, but the other one's at 9 o'clock, which is Canucks at Oilers, which sure. is <laughs> – that's a great game. I mean, you got Vancouver, who's a bunch of young kids, um, really, you know, kind of ready to, to shoot up a level. We'll see if, if they're ready, um, if they're actually going to be able to withstand the loss of Jacob Markstrom, um, you know, who signed um, – with uh, Calgary in the off season, but Edmonton's, you know, this is, this is a majorly, but I, I don't know how much you pay attention to, to, you know, the Canadian teams, Justin, I'm sure you do since predators play them. This is a very important year for the Edmonton Oilers franchise because Connor McDavid's, you know, coming into, I think this is his fifth or sixth season. Um, they've only made the playoffs twice. They haven't made it out of the second round. Um, and this is, you know, by all accounts, if you took a poll of a hundred hockey fans, people who actually watch hockey regularly. I mean, he's one of the three best players in the league, if not the best player in the league to watch on a night to night basis. Um, so that'll be interesting to me. I'll, I'll give you one thing that I'm really looking forward to is just seeing how some of the teams that are maybe a little bit downtrodden. And I'm not even speaking about the Red Wings. There's some others like the Arizona Coyotes, the Florida Panthers, um, how they come out of the gate. Like if they come out of the gate, just really, you know, poor, um, do they start selling everything that isn't nailed to the floor, which is possible? Um, that's going to be something I'm really going to look for. Uh, my second, you know, my my backup team, my second favorite team, the Winnipeg Jets, certainly falls into that category because they've been, you know, rumored to trade Patrick Line for a year and a half, which still on its face makes no sense to me. You don't usually trade a 24 year old winger with those kinds of numbers for for nothing, but it seems like he doesn't want to be in Winnipeg long term. So that's going to be something I'm going to keep my eye on is, are we going to have, you know, a real unbalanced kind of uh, standings in every division pretty early on? You're going to see the really good teams at the top and the really bad teams at the bottom. Can since we they're only playing these each divisions other. long-term, by the way? Oh, God, I'd love it if we could. We won't. Because, but. because that No, means... the East will have a fit over that. There's no way they – Yeah, and Seattle's the got They're taking <laughs> – yeah, and you can't and you can't stick Seattle in the Canada division, even though you could really geographically, it would make sense to do so, but they won't. Yeah, Seattle left the United States a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is. He got it in early. He got his he got his political joke in early. Snuck it in before Justin even left the show. We might as well just drop that. You know, drop the fence just below. Make sure it scoops up Portland. And they already named it, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but my point is, if this if this were the division on the regular, so obviously I, I get lightning games down here. It would be great because I would I would be getting the Predators all the time, and then of course I would get Red Wings and and Blackhawks and Stars and all that. Stuff. Zero zero complaint for me if Detroit played in Nashville three or four times a year. I'd love it. It'd, but. Be, it'd be awesome, and you it, it makes more. I don't know. It, it I, that's probably the, the biggest storyline for me is I miss that rivalry. Um, <laughs> hasn't always been friendly to my side but uh <laughs> as of right now this is maybe it can't be this right season <laughs> it is right uh, now but I, i've got to see them w's before that that's going to be the other thing with with the covid that i'm really interested in is can a team a, a young team like the red wings come in and take advantage of this and put themselves in a good position for the playoff run 
by there's going to be a lot of back-to-backs going to be a lot of worn goalies you're going to have positive tests you're not in a bubble how does the nhl react do we have like the nba where you're 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 missing players for weeks on you know you got to miss four or five games that stretched out over a week week and a half um well okay now detroit's a a contender for the central i mean it's it's really i think going to neutralize some of these top tier uh it's not a foregone conclusion even though i think uh, some predictions will show it that uh, Tampa Bay and Colorado are just going to walk into the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, it never works out that way. A- every year there's predictions of who's going to be in the Stanley Cup Final. Neither of the teams are ever there, so it's not going to be any different this year. It's you know Tam- Tampa Bay was a pretty safe bet last year, but Dallas was not by any stretch of the imagination. Now you put them in the same bet. division, and we get to see them yeah. go head-to-head rematch all year long. I mean, this it, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm that's probably just the newness, the, the just a fresh division. Um, me personally, my biggest take, I've kind of alluded to it, is I'm really going to be watching closely with the Predators, the performance that John Hines gets out of this lineup. Uh, I'm looking for more of a Barry Trot style out of Hines versus a Laviolette. Uh, speaking of Laviolette, I'm really interested to see what he does with Washington Capitals. This is going He's got him some new toys up there. He does have a rookie goaltender, but he has shown that he rolls in with somebody else's roster, and he succeeds. Now, he might not put it together for multiple years afterwards, but he usually has one run with somebody else's team. So uh, that, that's the other I want to see. But I, I just really want to see what Hines can do for this organization and uh, can he get him pointed back to where – the fan base would like to see it. Brad Richardson being signed by the Preds, you know, the penalty, the penalty killing specialist, is that going to be enough to, because that was a huge problem for Nashville, not just last year, but I, I feel like it's been a, a theme there for a hot minute. Is that going to be enough? Do you think Justin? I feel like it, uh, we're in that movie dodgeball where you went and got the dodgeball specialist to come in. Um, <laughs> I, we've seen this happen a couple times uh, in the past. We've brought in different specialists, and I'll just call it what it is. Since Phil Housley's left this team, special teams have been atrocious. And uh, whatever reason, we haven't found the remedy or the staff that can put it together to come in and get it. Um, I've got to see it before I'm going to believe it to answer your question. Um, Yes, in theory, it should happen, but I've been told that two years in a row, so I've got to see it. Sean, Detroit, what are you expecting out of them this year? I expect to see progress out of the young players. I am hopeful that they will recall some of their better players since I don't think the AHL or the OHL or or any of the um, minor leagues that they're usually affiliated with are actually having seasons this year. Um, most of them are playing overseas, like Moritz Sider, who's the number one pick, uh, last year. So not this year, but last year, he was our number one pick, uh, huge six foot one, you know, 215 pound defenseman who really, really, really likes to concuss people with his right shoulder, um, is playing in the Swedish league right now. Um, I don't know if he's going to get called over Joe Valeno, who was playing in Grand Rapids last year and was really the best player on the Griffins. Don't know if they're going to call him up at any point during this year. That's the thing I'm watching for. I mean, Detroit's top two lines are commendable and and professional. Everything below that is very yeoman guys. 
Um, my favorite NHL website to just look at line combinations night to night um, is Daily Faceoff. Um, I'll, I'll probably link that on Twitter with the rest of the folks on the show in case it's not something you follow because it'll actually show you line combinations and ratings for the players on the lines, kind of similar to what Pro Football Focus does with offensive and defensive line combinations. Um, I, I think it's going to be a building year. It's going to be another down year. The bright side is I don't think they're the worst team in the Central. Poor, I mean, I, I've never uttered this ESPN, phrase in my entire ESPN life. ESPN would, uh, would disagree. They haven't ranked as the worst I, team I in hockey. <laughs> uh, until until this week, I don't think they would have been terribly wrong, but I think Florida could be as bad if Bobrovsky doesn't play any better. And Chicago, I, I actually feel bad for Blackhawks fans because they're going to have to trade Patrick Kane. Jonathan Taves sounds like he's going to miss the whole season with a still undiagnosed illness that is not COVID related that the Mayo clinic can't even figure out what's wrong with him. Um, you know, Corey Crawford signed with signed with the devils in the off season and then retired um, because he was so beaten down. They traded, I mean, they Chicago has no pieces and no draft picks, which is worse than where the, the red wings are right now. So I, I don't think feel sorry for him. No, I don't feel sorry for them. I, I, I feel terror. I do like Jonathan Taves. I, I admire him. I respect him. I respect the way he plays the game. He's played the game the right way. So to see a guy, you know, maybe have his career upended by, by a, a mystery illness that that apparently is very very serious is not something I I want to hear out of someone I admire. You know, their only out is to trade Patrick Kane to someone for something. And and I don't even that that's going to be one of my big takeaways before we do our predictions. How do trades even work this year? You know, can you trade teams? Can you trade players to teams in Canada? Because if they have to enter a mandatory fourteen day quarantine they're going to miss five, six games. You know, does that impair team's abilities to trade players? I don't know. You know, we, yeah, we won't know until, wait we... until the deadline. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Better not wait until the deadline. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, Detroit's going to be, I'm going to tune into every game because I do. I've watched every Pistons game this year, and if you haven't looked up their record, it's tough watch. But, um, yeah, that it, I'm just looking for another year of building. I'm hoping they put the C on Dylan Larkin because he deserves it. For whatever reason, they haven't given it to him yet. With okay, so are they only playing in division games? Yes, all yes, all the divisions. All games are in division. Top four teams, top four teams go to the playoffs and have what's basically like a, a bracketized playoffs amongst those four teams. So we're gonna get the four teams of, from Canada, right? Well, that's a yeah, bunch of horse that's crap. The one. <laughs> it's the only way there you can is. get. It's the only way you can get one close to the finals. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what um, I was like. I see top four in each division. Now I know what this division. whole pandemic has been about. It's to get four teams from 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 the from the NHL to be from Canada in the playoffs. You're like, I, I get what Justin was saying earlier, though. The East is going to be screaming only getting four teams out of there because, I mean, the fifth best yeah. team in that division, the fifth best team in that division might end up with like 70-some-odd points or well, something. I, you know, They're going to be like, come that, on. I, I, I mean, that's what I was looking at was the North, which is the Canadian division, they're going to get four, and I only see three that I could even consider as playoff teams. And then you look over in the East, yeah. and they're just going to be beating yeah. the hell out of each other. Don't don't sell off Vancouver up there in the North. Yeah, no, that, that's Edmonton a team Calgary. to watch this year that I think uh, is going to challenge yeah. the Oilers. The Oilers. That's and the one that's the solid on who the four will be. And even in the Central, where, where uh, Nashville sits at, they're not necessarily guaranteed a playoff spot. No, no. I'd say there's three no. teams you can probably eliminate. 
Chicago, Detroit, Florida. That's Pretty yeah. Easy. I mean, you can, you can ride in three. Let's just go ahead and throw the lightning, the stars, and the avalanche. I, I think we can. Or yeah, I said well, that it's right. easier to um, just we can agree eliminate. on those. And the fourth one, you can uh, all debate. I mean, is it's easier to just eliminate the fact that the Panthers, Carolina, and don't Detroit. write off Carolina either. I don't mean, write I'm, off Carolina. Carolina's not good. Car- I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. Detroit, Florida, and Chicago. You, safe to say. You can eliminate those, so there's five teams fighting for four spots mm-hmm. is essentially what you're, what you're looking at. Because Detroit's not going to make that big of a, of a turnaround. Chicago, I don't see it either. And then Florida, you, you just talked about Florida's woes. I mean, they Florida could be the worst team. There's no telling. But you're talking about Dallas, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Nashville, Columbus. Columbus. I guess I misspoke. Colorado moved out west. I keep forgetting that. That's yep. uh, that's so, killing me. That's good, but it's uh, killing me. It's so, and somebody gets to stay home from those four. But get out there, uh, up there, and uh, it's it's also a little ridiculous that uh, you have seven teams in the north and four get in, where the other <laughs> divisions have more teams and only four get in, right? I feel, I feel yeah. like the North should have only gotten three in or have it come down to a record, right, you, you know, at that point. I feel like they should have only guaranteed two from each division and do records after that, but it, whatever. Sean, did you say that they're going to play out the top four reseed and then go to a Final Four yes. tournament between the four so- division winners? I, I checked it. I checked it out just to make sure that I read it correctly. It, it's you can't find it on the NHL's website, so I actually go to ESPN's archives to find the news article. But the press release said that basically what they were going to do is the top four teams in each division are going to play in the playoffs, right? And then there's a division championship round. So one team's going to come out, and that's and then they're all going to you know do the Stanley Cup Finals from there from the four winners. So, you know, how they decide who plays who, my guess would be the central plays the North and the East plays the West, but you know, who knows? It might be the North plays the West and the central plays the East. They haven't gotten that far with it yet to exactly how it's going to play out. I don't know if they're going to take all four division winners and lock them in a bubble in Canada somewhere and do the Stanley cup final there. If we're still, you know, in, in our current situation, which my sincerest hope is that we're not by then, but it's supposed to end, you know, basically in June, and similar to the NBA, they don't. They know they're going to lose just boatloads of money on this year. They're they're just trying to honor the TV contracts so that they don't lose that money. Um, because what really matters is next season when you can actually put fans back in the stands. There's going to be fans in some places, but not everywhere. So, the playoffs are still expected to end in June. That's what they're saying. Okay. Yeah, it's only a 56 game season, so they I don't believe... they've even gone shorter than the NBA. Right? Which, you know, we've well, seen the NBA's... we've seen the problems the NBA's had. Well, I believe the NBA is actually expecting to play well into July. They might even creep mm-hmm. into August. Uh, okay, or hell, they may not play at all because they're all freaking out and shutting games down. Um, <laughs> either way, who, you know who gives a damn? <laughs> Baseball will be here. Uh, so let's go ahead and we we're going up on time. So give us your final four and uh, Stanley Cup final, Stanley Cup champion. Sean, start with you. 
Okay. Uh, my final four out of the West, I'm going to take Colorado. Um, I think it's probably going to end up being Colorado and Vegas at the end, but I'm going to take Colorado uh, to come out of there. Um, out of the East, I'm actually going to take, I don't think it's a surprising pick, but it might be to some. Um, I'm actually going to take the Philadelphia Flyers, who are actually the best team in that division, although I don't think that's common common knowledge or common belief that they are, but they're, they're my clear favorite to win the East. Um, out of the North, um, I'm actually going to take the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I would love to take Toronto just to, just to needle anybody who might be listening. That's a Maple Leafs fan, but, <laughs> but I don't think they'll do it. So I'm going to take Edmonton out of the North. Um, and then out of the central, um, as much as, uh, I think this season's interesting for them. I, I Tampa Bay is still the best team, even without Kucherov, they have more than enough firepower. So let's just assume the North plays the central and the East plays the West. I, I don't know that it's going to come down that way but that would put us with colorado philadelphia um in my bracket and edmonton and tampa bay um i'm actually going to take a final uh, stanley cup final of tampa bay and colorado which is what i wanted to get last year um and i'm going to take the colorado avalanche to win the stanley cup uh, i think they're the most complete team the only thing that can really stop them is goaltending um and i think they'll they'll be able to piece that together maybe even make a trade you wouldn't think that the North and the West would play each other? Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there hasn't. That's that would make more like, sense. I would but assume they, they would reseed afterward. Um, and then think. it's just going to be a – we're not going to know who's going to match up. Well, I'm, I'm looking guessing. at it as far as them trying to get the biggest market share they can for the finals. So sure. I would think North and West would play and East and Central would play. That way you don't get you two think. teams from the same – because the last thing you want is like, uh, you know, the Winnipeg Jets going up against you know the San Jose Sharks in the final. It's like, okay, <laughs> emailed me the results, you know. So, uh, so that's that's why I would think that you would want you 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 would want to guarantee that that there's an East Coast team. So I would think that East and Central would play each other, and then you would get the yeah. North and West. Justin, what say you? Uh, really, uh, I've got the exact same thing lined out except for the East Division. Uh, you picked the Flyers. I've got them second. I've got the Capitals winning it. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited about uh, LaViolette taking over and the signing of Zidane Ochara and the Capitals lineup. is. Uh, they didn't need any more hands or beef in that lineup. <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to see how that uh, plays out throughout this year. So. That's going to be my wild pick there, but I have the same finals. I have Avalanche at Lightning. Um, I'm actually going to go lean towards the uh, Avalanche. There you go. I said it quiet for you, back, so uh, you didn't have to hear it. Going Avalanche. Okay. Uh, I have got Tampa Bay versus Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's what I'm calling it. And uh, the Avalanche versus the Maple Leafs. Uh, mm. And I'm going to take Tampa Bay – to repeat taking down the avalanche so that's uh that's so neither I mean. of these teams will make it to the final yeah <laughs> yeah we're all gonna be wrong i thought nobody's gonna have egg on their face still looking good for detroit <laughs> i thought i was picking some, i thought i was picking something outside the box with philly but then i heard sean do it i was like oh well there you go um i just i was impressed by philly towards the end last year i think they're very, very, very good. Very uh, athletic. Uh, Justin, what is your walk-off today, sir? Get your work done. Uh, we got an early game, 4.30, 5.30 Eastern. Uh, man, I'm glad it's hockey season. I'm ready to hit somebody. 
<laughs> I mean, I, let's see it. Get your big butt in front of your big. Oh, the wrong sport. But same principle. How? Same principle. How are they doing the uh, the fans there in Nashville? Are they letting any in? How's it going? Uh, this year they're just let. Well, excuse me. In the month of January, it's just going to be friends and family of player and personnel. But okay. they are allowing fifteen percent, which I would say, arena holds seventeen thousand. So it's going to put you a couple thousand in the in the arena. I mean, you're not you're not going to have a a huge opening uh, until we start seeing some restrictions lifted in in that area. But uh, as of right now, it's just friends and family of player and personnel of the arena. Cool. All right, brother. We'll see you manana. We'll be getting uh, ready for the NFL uh, tomorrow as the playoffs are. Uh, well, they're back again. So we'll be making our uh, ridiculously bad picks tomorrow. My wife's favorite time of the year. <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Sean and I are going to get into the NFL and Major League Baseball. Keep it locked in here on CBS Sports Radio and our YouTube Live. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks, CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good morning, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Las Vegas Raiders announced Tuesday they have hired Gus Bradley as their defensive coordinator. It's a hire that's familiar with Raiders fans within the division. Bradley spent the last four years with the same title with the LA Chargers, where he produced mixed results under Anthony Lynn. In Las Vegas, Bradley will reunite with Gruden, who 15 years ago gave him his first NFL job as the linebackers coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The cover three specialist ascended quickly, becoming the Seahawks defensive coordinator in 2009 and continuing in that role under Pete Carroll. Bradley later on would spend four years as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, making notable strides on the defense, but never got enough wins to stay on course. He took the DC job in Vegas about a month after being fired from the Jags. Devontae Freeman is getting a second opportunity with an NFL team this year. Bills are signing Freeman to their practice squad following a season-ending injury to rookie running back Zach Moss. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported the move via Freeman's agent Drew Rosenhaus. The team later announced the move, adding Moss to the injured reserve. The United States Supreme Court has thrown out the manslaughter conviction for the man who shot former New Orleans Saints star Will Smith leading to his death in 2016. Cardell Hayes, in 2017, a jury convicted him by a vote of 10 to two on charges of manslaughter and attempted manslaughter in the death of Smith and wounding Smith's wife, who was struck in the leg by the gunfire. But the Supreme Court has since ruled that such convictions must be unanimous. A state appeals court gets the case next, but it ultimately will be up to the new district attorney in New Orleans, Jason Williams, to decide whether to put Hayes, 33 years old, on trial again. Hayes is serving a 25-year sentence. The NBA is now reviewing video circulating on social media as a maskless Kyrie Irving is at what appears to be a family birthday party. 
There's no belief that the Brooklyn Nets guard will return to the team's lineup this week. Irving was already ruled out for his fourth straight game Tuesday night against Denver. And sources say that at a minimum he is expected to miss Wednesday's game against New York and Saturday's against Orlando. That's a total of six games. Kyrie's absences will equate into over $2.5 million that he'll be being paid while claiming to go through personal issues. Former Houston Texans wide receiver Andre Johnson says quarterback Deshaun Watson should stand his ground with the team. Tweeting out, the Texans organization is known for wasting players' career since Jack Easterby has walked into the building. Nothing has happened in good for the organization and for some reason someone can't see what's going on. Pathetic. End quote. DeAndre Johnson is referring to Watson's demand of wanting to be involved in the hiring of new head coach and general manager that the Houston Texans have replaced in Bill O'Brien. And that's your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show on YouTube Live. Please subscribe and share the show today. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern to 10 a.m. Eastern. Your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. This is the part in the Lifetime movie version where I get up to pee. Make contact. A collective psychosis is sweeping the nation. We're in the thick of the haze craze, and Elysian is introducing an altered state of IPA. Contact Haze is a tangled chemistry of mild haze, low bitterness, and an explosion of hop aroma. This hazy IPA bursts with notes of bright raspberry, currant, citrus, guava, and passion fruit. Available in six-pack cans in stores and in all Seattle Elysian locations. Make contact. The Armchair Quarterback's Wake Up Show. The rock and roll of sports talk radio. To turn that auto-tune and mumble crap off from the other guys. If the two of you got through 2020 together, you can get through anything. This holiday, make it official with a stunning engagement ring from Shane Company. Create your unique ring in three easy steps. Simply pick a setting, choose a natural diamond, ruby, or sapphire center stone, then add your own touch, like a decorative crown or a personal engraving. Here's another option. Select one of our perfectly preset engagement rings. Each of these rings is already set with the shape and size center stone that our designers envisioned, which means that your ring will be perfect. Because our quality standards are the highest in the industry, we're able to guarantee your ring for free for life. This year and every year after, we'll be here for you. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and Shaneco.com. Open weekdays 10 till 8, Saturday 10 till 5, and Sunday noon till 5. This time I'm going to kick that football clear to the moon! Are you a Southern College football fan? Are you a Seminole, Hurricane or Gator, Bulldog, Yellow Jacket, 
Gamecock or Tiger? Is it Roll Tide or War Eagle? Good old Rocky Top, LSU or Old Miss, or the Mississippi State Cowbell? Whoever your team is throughout this southern land, Dixie Football Nation is your show. We cover ACC, SEC, so find us on the Armchair Quarterbacks Network today because it's always football season throughout the South, and Dixie Football Nation has got you covered. Wildcats, Wolverines, Tigers, Buckeyes, Bruins, Bulldogs, Hogs, and Hurricanes. I did pretty good, right? I should have gone to law school or high school. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Wednesday morning with Sean O'Toole. And uh, we're finally going to get into what we talk about getting into that I always forget to get into, which is our uh, <laughs> our, uh, betting, uh, <laughs> our, our betting segment. Before we get into that real quick, I don't want to spend too much time because I have the fear that we'll just, it'll just, just stumble out to conversation out into the streets and we'll forget the betting thing again. Um, some of the rumors that you're hearing from where NFL head coaches are going, uh, <laughs> which ones are you buying? Which ones are you intrigued by? Um, we're still hearing that urban Myers could be heading to Jacksonville, but I don't know what's taking so long. So I'm, I'm curious about that. I'm getting curiouser and curiouser now that the college football <laughs> season's over with. Yeah. Why have we not heard anything? He's supposedly assembling a staff. So what's he doing? Yeah. I mean, is he is he assembling a staff for what? Is he opening a Broadway play? Like, what the hell what, what's he doing? <laughs> I mean, because at the same token, they keep saying that the Jaguars are interviewing this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. And then yeah. the other thing, here's an interesting tidbit. So you know this whole thing that's going down with Houston where Deshaun Watson <laughs> is pissed off because they're they're not interviewing I've Eric Bieniemy. I seem to recall having seen a news article about said topic. <laughs> I can tell you from a very, very reliable source within the Jaguars organization. As the, that's the only way I can put it out because I can't put the people out on blast. But I can tell you from a very reliable source. Eric Bieniemy, which we all know has interviewed here. He's interviewed a lot of places. Everywhere. Everywhere. He is interviewing horribly. He is evidently in a, a terrible interview, and I won't get into why. Which matters, right? I, Which matters, right? And I won't get into why, but evidently he—we'll just say he's not impressing people, right? And remember, last year we always wondered, like, why the hell is he not getting a chance? Their offense is incredible, da 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 da. And evidently, he's got Patrick Mahomes's uh, approval because Patrick Mahomes is what started this whole junk. He right. he's buddies with Deshaun Watson, and evidently he told Deshaun that he would love playing for the enemy. Now maybe now maybe that's the okie doke. Maybe he wants maybe he <laughs> wants maybe he wants Eric Bieniemy to get the hell out of there because he's doing such a bad job that Andy Reid can't get around him. But but I wouldn't think that's the case. So I guess when he gets in there and he gets his sleeves rolled up, he's doing a good job. But I think the question is, it's not whether or not he can design an offense. It's whether or not he can lead an organization. 
Yeah. Uh, so I find that interesting because you're not going to hear this anywhere else because because I, I talked to a couple of my uh, former colleagues that are still right, and they said they've heard the same thing, just no one dares to write about it because they don't want to be cancel-cultured and accused of, of certain things, but they said they're hearing the same thing, that he's just doing terrible in these interviews, and no one wants to talk about why, but regardless, it's not a good look, and you're going back and forth for these interviews it doesn't sound like he's going to get another jo uh, a job yet again this year. I don't know if the guy needs to just maybe it's as simple as he just needs to go and take some classes this off season on how to interview because some people just yeah. don't know how to interview. And if he's so, not really interviewed much, maybe he doesn't know what he's doing wrong. But evidently, something's not not clicking. You and I uh, both um, worked in the hospitality industry. Um, I don't. I, I work in the telecommunications industry, but. I have to communicate for a living and, and it is an acquired skill. It's something that gets better over time as you do it more and more, just like anything else. It's, it's a muscle memory thing. Um, maybe he needs, you know, help with public speaking. Maybe he's just not a very engaging interview. Look, we could fill, we could fill a graveyard with the coordinators who are first time head coaches that haven't worked out. I got one in my division right now in Matt Nagy that I'm very happy to see the bears are going to resign who came off this same family tree. Right. Yeah. The, well, he's just passing the buck, isn't he? He's just saying, Oh, it's all yeah, Trubisky's no. fault. Yeah. It's all Aren't Trubisky's you the offensive right. guru? Didn't you listen to this? Why you were brought in, but whatever. Right. So for every 10 coordinators you hire as a first time head coach, this is a proven fact, like about two to three of them actually work out. And the other seven don't make it out of their first contract, right? We, we saw this this year. Matt Patricia, gone, right? Adam Gase has gotten two jobs off the fact that he was the quarterback whisperer for Peyton Manning, which being a quarterback whisperer to one of the most physically gifted, uh, mentally intelligent quarterbacks of the last 30 years is, is hilarious to me because I don't know how much work you really have to do when Peyton Manning's your quarterback. So right. Adam Gase has gotten two head coaches off of, off of being – Peyton Manning's quarterback's coach, right? And he's gone, right? Kevin Stefanski is is doing an amazing thing for the Cleveland Browns. You you would almost never hear myself say I'm very happy for anybody in Ohio. I'm actually I was actually happy for Browns fans on Sunday night because I know what it's like to to have an absence of hope about your NFL team and to actually have that burden lifted. I'm sure feels great for them. So what he's done in one season is amazing. He's been a total hit, and he's a guy that. You know, didn't really interview for a lot of jobs last offseason. He interviewed for three. Cleveland struck while the iron was hot and said, this is our guy. And he'd been around. I mean, he had been on he had been on Gary Kubiak's staff in in um, in Denver when they won the Super Bowl. He was he was there. He was in Minnesota, you know, with Mike Zimmer. He was someone that anybody could have interviewed and had. A lot of this is about fit, right? I don't know what's taken Urban Meyer so long. Maybe, you know, you love to make jokes uh, uh, about some of his misdeeds off the field. Maybe he's looking for an extra, you know, beach house uh, to hide the bodies, if you will. But I, I don't know. I don't know what's taking so long down there. It he's, seems a, a, he's a, looking for an extra beach, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems a fait accompli that he's going to be the head coach down there. As far as what happens everywhere else, I Yo, mean, what the hell's taking they, so long? <laughs> this is like, yeah, I look, I, look, I got an alert from the guys i guess i'll just call them for not the guys sean this has been over a week ago we were on wednesday it, it was it was uh it was monday it was another monday or tuesday okay 
and they said, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Mm -hmm. By by the time Saturday hit, the guy who originally leaked, he goes, oh, hell, go ahead and say something because it's it's everywhere now. Okay, fair enough. The only person I told was my uh, wife. I said, hey, don't say anything at work because they're surrounded by Jaguars. I said, but uh, it it sounds like it's almost a done deal that that Urban Meyer is coming. And and now by by Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, I don't feel bad about leaking that out now because – it's been right. reported so much, but my point is, what the hell, man? What are we waiting on? It's like, yeah. oh, here we go. We're going all Jaguars again. You know, Clemsoning was always an as a it was always a a verb there for quite some time. Yeah. Well, I, well I, I feel like we're jagging again because we're gonna wait and wait and wait, and then all of your look, you're not just getting ready for the draft or anything. You've got to get your you got to get your team in place. There's also major yep. decisions to be made, so I don't get it. But it's there are so many openings. I, I don't know how much that's factoring into it. You wonder if it, it, it's a paperwork thing, right? Things have to, you know, you're you're not meeting in person a whole lot right now. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't, depending on where you are in the country. But maybe there's not a lot of meeting in person. Maybe Urban's, you know, lobbying for more control over personnel. That's very possible because they don't have a GM, and and from what I've heard. You know, they haven't really interviewed a lot of people. I, I think they're probably just going to give the job to Balky, who's still there. So, who knows? All right, let's go ahead and uh, go, go into uh, – we, we never have enough time to talk about any of this stuff, but uh, let's go ahead and, <laughs> and get into the third quarter. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to go with our uh, gambling – or bet, betting 101, gambling 101, whatever you want to call it. We're going to dive into the betting sports world. We're going to try to do this every Wednesday. Uh, by the way, I did grab a grab a parlay today in the NHL so I could be a little more invested. Um, I like it. Tell me more. I went with, because they're the ones televised, I want to make sure I can see it and not just, sure. you know, what do they call that, game cast it? That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm in like 2002. NHL has changed the name of its digital subscription, I, I feel like, 10 times. It was NHL Center Ice, now it's NHL No, I'm talking TV. about when you go into like ESPN, your game Oh, casting, when you go into it. When, right, when right, like right. every five yeah. minutes they tell you a puck was passed. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's about like that. Like, You're not wrong. Like, like this algorithm has not changed since 2002. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I, I remember game casting games. When at work years, I'm decades ago. It was a couple of decades ago. I remember going, "This is so cool. We get to keep up with them." Like this website hasn't changed. They've only changed the logos. <laughs> what the hell? Is anyone even running this? <laughs> yes. There's probably people who been good. Dude, I forgot we even had that. Uh, so I took the Flyers and the Lightning uh, on the money line. Uh, it ends up paying out like a, about a. a probably i don't have it right in front of me i would say it's probably paying out like a plus 150 175ish mm-hmm. yeah so i just did that to to be entertained for opening day i don't bet a whole lot of hockey or nba for that matter cuz i feel like they're kind of sucker bets i'm more into football and baseball because you can if you know what's going on with the team's bullpen if you know what's going on with the team's starting rotation it's more predictable than, of course, football, for obvious reasons, is a lot more predictable. Uh, the only thing that I will get involved in with NHL pretty regularly is the over-unders. I don't like touching mm-hmm. the, the win-loss because – but they but this, this is what experts tell you, and then we'll move on to football. 
if you're going to bet hockey, get in the habit of betting the underdog. Yeah. It's going to hurt because you're going to bet your 50 bucks or whatever, and they're not going to win. And you're going to bet your 50 bucks, they're not going to win. And then, bam, you're going to get a W Mm -hmm. on, on, on a plus 265. Yep. And so that's that's what they tell you to do. Uh I pretty much tell you stay away from it. Uh don't be a dumbass and uh <laughs> 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 yeah. or you know seek some help. I'm sure we can get a hotline involved here. So, let's start with the Rams Packers plus okay. 7. First of all, are there any teasers or anything that you like this week? The one that I like the most um and it's it's nice odds. So, if you take it you know, you don't have to put your, your life savings on it. You can put, you know, five bucks on it. Um, but to score the first touchdown, Robert Tanyan is plus 750. Uh, he's been a favorite target of Aaron Rodgers when they've been inside the 25. He's even hit him on some long but stuff. But as far as uh, – we'll, we'll, we'll get into props, but are there are there any teasers that you like? When I say teasers, I mean like a six-point teaser where you change the Bills from minus two-and-a-half to plus three-and-a-half kind of thing. But you have to grab two games like that. Right. Um, the only thing I've looked at that interests me there is I don't want the Rams at seven because I actually don't think this game is going to be very close. I think of all the games this weekend, this is the one I'm most certain is going to be a blowout. If I was going to tease it to something and take the Rams, I would tease the Rams up to say 10. Right. To me. And to me. My oh, what would be your second game on that teaser? So you're talking about just a a, th- a three point teaser, right? Yeah. Okay. So if I'm taking three points and putting three points into the Rams to get it up to ten, I would have to take three points away from something else. The only game where that makes sense to do really is either of the ones on Sunday. I, I'm not I'm not shuffling three points on the Baltimore Buffalo game because I think that line's pretty pretty accurate i think that's a pick them you could you could talk me into either of those teams winning that game i would take the three points away from cleveland um and actually take cleveland plus seven um i'm seeing it at 10 you see, might that's be seeing not how, it different. okay see that's not how a teaser works okay there you go this is why okay. we have the segment right explain it to me like i'm five now explain so, it to me like i'm three if you took those games mm-hmm. the rams would go if if it's a three uh, a three point teaser, most people do six point teasers because the return is usually even. It's usually Higher. right. It's, it's usually like right around a plus one hundred. A plus okay. three, it's closer to a parlay, but you don't gain a whole lot from three normally, right? So okay. if you did the Rams and you did the Browns, what you were doing is you're taking the Rams plus on a three point teaser would be plus 10 for the Rams from seven and the, and the Browns would go to plus 13. So you're okay. getting three points on these. Okay. Right. Sorry. And that's either way. Now, if you took the, if you took the, let's say you did a six point teaser for set for Saturday or, or make it simple. Those two games, you said, I, like you said, you think green Bay is really going to win that game, right? Yep. Then green Bay would drop down to one point. And let's say if you said, man, I think Kansas City's going to win, but I think 10's a high point, you could do a six-point teaser with them as well. They both have to win, but the Rams, I mean, the, the Packers, would they go down to a one-point favorite? The Chiefs would go down to a four-point favorite. So that's, gotcha. so that's the allure of the teaser, but they have to both hit. Now, you can, now there's actually 
there, there uh, are teasers out there. You can go three, four games, five games. It'll get enticing. You're like, oh, I'm getting six points on all right. these games. But they've all got a hit just like a parlay. And the yep. odds are not as high as a parlay. So I'm going to do an example real quick because I'm curious. Let's say if we went Packers, we went – we'll just say Ravens because you said that you think that either team could win that game. So to be a little more enticing, we'll go Chiefs. And we'll go, we'll say Bucks because them getting points would make it like a nine point deal, right? So let's say we did that. We went to a six point teaser um, with all of those teams. And let's say you put a cool 100 on it. You would win $300 for the Packers minus one. The Ravens okay. would go up to plus eight and a half. The Chiefs would drop down to minus four, and the Bucks would go to plus nine. Gotcha. So those are enticing spreads, but once again, they all got a hit. But if you get a four, if you get a six point teaser with four teams, it pays out nicely. If you can go up to, there are even special three thirteen point teasers, okay, which really get okay. crazy. But the payout, let's say you go all four of them, the payout only ends up being like uh, I think it's it's. I want to say it's like 66% of your money. Okay. So if you put 100 in, you get 66 bucks. Uh, so it's enticing. But, oh, the Bucks are getting 13. The Chiefs are going to get three. The Ravens are going to get 15 and a half. And the Packers are going to get six. You're like, this is money. Got to do it. I push it all in. And then all it takes is one thing. The Packers freaking lose by a touchdown. You're like, son of a... <laughs> It's all blown. <laughs> the whole thing's busted at 4.35 Eastern on Saturday. Like, there goes my up. beach house. Right. <laughs> they go all, the, you know, the uh, Packers go all Pittsburgh Steelers about it and forget how to play football for 15 minutes, and it, and it costs them the season. So that's so that's what a, a, a teaser is. And if I was going to okay. pick a teaser, now realize you can mix and match the spread and the over-under. So if there's an over-under you really like on a six-point teaser, that's why I'm always talking about teasers, and now I realize why you always kind of scoff off it. it, it, is it you, you didn't get how it worked. Is the fact that let's say you go Green Bay minus, take it down to minus one, okay? <laughs> the other one I would like on a six-point teaser is getting the Bucks plus nine. Bucks plus nine and Packers minus one is essentially to win. You can also go six-and-a-half-point teaser to make it where the – the bucks are going to get you and you can go up in increments of, of one point here and there. Right. But it just, it right. reduces your, your payback. What you can't do is if you only take, let's say you just take two teams, most sites, the cutoff ends up being on a teaser. I believe it's very low. You can go nine and a half on, on this site. There's some sites that can go up okay. to 10. On, on on just two team teasers it's the three and four game teasers that you start getting up to fit there there's some to do 16 points teasers but once again you. the payout is crap and then right. and then we don't have enough time to exp explain the pleasers because those things stay away from those the, those are trick bets 
So here's a question, and this is not sponsored content, so I'm not I'm not outing anybody here. Sure. Who is your who is your preferred side of choice? Because as a novice, um, I only started really sports gambling when it became legal in Tennessee, which was just at the first of October. And the first one I latched on to was was just one that I saw, which was betmgm.com. They have an app that I use on my phone, but I don't even know how in the app or on the website to change the spread. Because the spread is just locked in. And usually when I click on it, I get whatever the spread is at that moment. See, so. now, I've never really used MGM, and I'll have to do some research for you. Um, now, you're doing it legitimately because you're in Tennessee. Right. The people right. that live in states like Florida and whatnot where you're not doing it legitimately, there are ones like BetUS.com that people go Bet to. BetUS.com. MyBookie.com. My bookie. One of the more popular one ones of. is a Bovada, B-O-V-A-D-A. Okay. And... Mm-hmm. It's not legal-ish, but it's the same theory, right? Gotcha. And if you're in Tennessee, you're fine anyways because you can legally gamble, so it doesn't matter what site you use. The, these are sites that people use that are just not legal. So Bovada and BetUS and MyBookie.ag, which is the one we have the, the sponsor with, those are, those, those are the three most common. And those I know, you, I know you can buy points and move them up and down. So in other words, you can take – if you just want to do the Packers by themselves, you can take that minus seven and take it down to minus six and a half, and it goes from minus one ten bet to a minus one thirty bet. And for layman's terms, for people out there that are wondering, what does that mean? It means if I bet ten bucks and I buy that half point to take it down to minus thirty, I'm only going to win seven sixty nine. If I bought, if I paid it legitimately, I'm betting ten bucks to win nine dollars and nine cents. Right, but. I don't know how MGM works. I would think there would be a way, but maybe they don't because they are a casino. Maybe they're like, look, our spread is our spread. And I would think they probably yeah. probably have teasers, but they, you may not be able to buy points. And I, nope. I, I do like the ability to buy points. Um, gotcha. Something else that I always notice if you ever do bet us, can keep this in mind? Their spreads always higher than everybody else's. Mm. Now they're ex- they're assuming that you're going and it's always higher to the point of where the money is. So in other words, if, if the public is betting 75% of the money on, we'll say the Packers, right. They will start inching that number up to minus seven, minus eight, minus nine. Your professional gamblers will take advantage of that. If they're back there, if they, if they've got a lot of matchups, they like, and this is where the analytics of gambling comes into play. They like like a matchup, so they like, and, and you'll hear reference all the time by these professional gamblers that my numbers tell me that that, that the Packers should only be a six point favorite, and they've pushed it up to eight and a half. I can't turn that down. I'm with, with, no matter what I think as a fan, I kick that out of my mind, and I'm going to bet what my, what my book says, like my personal book, right? Right. Gotcha. I, I don't go into that detail because who the hell's got time for that? Um, but <laughs> somebody stra- does. But yet, strangely enough, we we did really well. Uh, we just started the you know doing it on on the TikTok, and I'm gonna get you to pick me one 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 pick this week because I'm gonna start adding it to. It. But um, I did three games, or sorry, four game four four last week. I did a teaser, and then and then two two props. And then I did mm-hmm. a, a straight up bet. And we we went three and one, so that takes our year long in the NFL to what is that thirty three fifteen and one now, right? Which is just yeah, stupid. we had a good year on the Sunday show. It's stupid. Yeah, we had a pretty good year on the Sunday show. Pretty good. And is now having your estimation. 
Now, having said all that, that you want to be smart and not play suckers bets, I just put $3 on Flyers, Canadians, and Blackhawks all the win at plus 1100 Okay, let's go to break. I'm <laughs> now, will they they will accept bets of of less than increments of $5? Yeah, that's one reason that I that I have liked that site is because... See, and see that's I put, the difference. I put, Bet US doesn't allow that. I don't think my bookie allows it. I don't. I want to say my. I want to say Bavada is. It's, it's all five dollars. But see. So I mean, I started with any anything more than you know fifty to a hundred bucks. I got some. You know, I got some explaining to do to the boss right. around here in these parts. So I mean, I started with like twenty bucks in my bank at at BetMGM. I'm at like seventy nine dollars and thirty three cents. Usually, I'll put three bucks, three thirty three five bucks on something i've had some really good ones this year we haven't done like a full recap but like i did two parlays over the weekend i did um bills and ravens to win which was plus 450 and i did um what was the other one um browns browns and browns and rams browns and rams both to win and that one was like plus 625 and each of them was like five bucks i made like you know 18 18 19 21 dollars you know i'm not doing big sums of money. I'm, I'll tell you I'm, something I'm that not. I do like about, because you'll screenshot to me, right? And yeah. I've noticed what I do like about MGM is you do a parlay and they give you an opportunity to cash out. So, yep. so like if you did a three-team parlay and the late game is your last game, so let's say you did two games in the middle of the day and there's an 8 o'clock game that night, you can cash out and just take your money and run. Um, the only way to realistically do that on other sites is you just hedge your bet and bet against yourself. So, in other words, and I did that the other night. I had a parlay going. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a teaser. And I had right. Pittsburgh and Buffalo, and Buffalo won. And right before the game kicked off, I took Cleveland on the money line because they, mm. they were significant underdogs. So, I knew at that point if the Steelers won – I was going to win the teaser. If the Browns won, I, I was going to win the money line. But regardless, it was ended up being the way I hedged it. It was like a $10 difference one way or the other. And so, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you a good example of this um, was week 17 of the NFL season. This is the bet I'm proudest of that actually hit in the NFL season is I had the Steelers plus nine and a half at the Browns. Um, I had the Dolphins and Bills over of 41 and a half. And I had the Rams plus two and a half hosting the Cardinals in week 17. It's not that far back. So in order, right, the Bills smoked the Dolphins. They, they covered the over on their own. Um, then the Rams beat the Cardinals, right? They were plus two and a half, and they ended up roasting the Cardinals. Um, at that point, I could have cashed it out. This is a $5 bet. Uh, it's plus 596. So I'm winning $24 if the whole thing hits. And I sent it to you in Trosh, and I said, I can cash it out right now for like $16. Or I can ride it and see if the Steelers cover the nine and a half starting Mason Rudolph and who knows Duck Hodges and their third string backup linebackers and who knows what the heck they're going to do. What do you think? And I don't remember if either of you responded. I think you did oh, and yeah. said to ride it. No, I said I, cash out. Yeah, you said cash out and I wrote it. And, and of course, the, the Steelers only lost by two. So it hit. And I did that a few times during the year where I had three teams – and like I would put the Sunday night game in there so that, like you said earlier, I would be invested to watch all the games of the whole day and actually pay attention. And if it's a of my small amount team. of money like that, it's not a big deal. But when you start putting, yeah, like, and I'm doing small amounts, right? So. When you start putting like a hundred dollars in, that's <laughs> yeah. that's where, but you also have that ability too to turn around and you could have taken just the Steelers on the money line 
right? Mm-hmm. You could have put a th- few yep. bucks on the money line, and then that way, I don't remember what their what the money line was at that point, but that way you know you're going to win regardless. Yep. So you, you you know you can do it either way. But on the sites that I just referenced, you don't have that that cash out option. They don't have that yet. Right. Um, so I do like that about the, about the MGM you want, uh, that you use. There are a couple other advantages on the other ones. Let's take a super quick break. We're talking about like a 60, 90 reset. We come back, we're going to hit our props and, uh, wrap the show up. We'll be back in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eat ups and hurry ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing, full-stop making, lane-change signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. That? That's the sound of NyQuil Severe, hard at work. NyQuil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. We are the Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. Think of me, babe, whenever some sweet talking girl comes along. Do I want to disown you or do I want to rehold you? It's a bit of wrong as you do so. Yes, I will. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Full uh, ox on the roof for you. Uh, good little Brooklyn Jam Band. Uh, seen live a few times. That may or may not have to do with the fact that uh, I am related to uh, the the, uh, the uh, lead singer there. He's he's my uh, brother-in-law. So we went to YouTube Live. I was like, man, I gotta find uh, stuff we can play that you know doesn't have copyrights. So. I reached out to our house bands, Ox on the Roof, and you'll also hear West Cook Band quite a bit here. Uh, so, you know, so we're not sitting there playing your, you know, we can't go into an 80s stash and start playing the hair bands because someone's going to go, <laughs> bloody hell, I own that. <laughs> Get me my half penny. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what's going on with that. So let's go ahead and dive into our, our prop bets. Uh, anything that you like in the first game, the Rams? Versus the Packers. Yeah, um, I, I got ahead of uh, myself by mentioning it earlier, but Robert Tanyan to score the first touchdown is plus 750. Um, he's been kind of a favorite target of Aaron Rodgers, and 
you know, regardless of what you think of Devontae Adams and Jalen Ramsey, I'm, all eyes are going to be on that matchup for me. Um, I think LaFleur is smart enough and Rodgers is smart enough to know they're probably going to have two people on Adams at all times and they're going to force Rodgers to throw the ball elsewhere. So I'll tell um, you what Tanya, is, I'll tell you what is just tempting. Mm -hmm. AJ Dillon plus 400, 1400. So I could see a scenario where they go down the field and mm -hmm. uh, Adam Jones is trying to catch his breath, and they're down on the one yard line. They just handed AJ Dillon to kind of cross the goal line. That's tempting. That's funny. You, uh, Bet MGM has him for the first touchdown at plus eighteen hundred, which is that's a lot of juice. Well, that's I noticed that Tunyon here is only plus five fifty. So I'm gonna say, what, oh wow, okay. What is your uh, money line for uh, Devontae Adams? I bet it's a lot. Devontae Adams' first touchdown is 550. Uh, last touchdowns plus 550. Plus Anytime is minus. Plus 550. Mm -hmm. Wow. Plus 220 here. I'm telling you. They all, they all. So I don't like taking a lot of prop bets on uh, BetUS because I just feel like that they kind of screw you. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're undervalued. And they do too many of these. And I like to I, I like to do the reverse thing. I like to look at what's expected and go the other mm -hmm. other way on our certain ones. So, in other words, do you have total TDs in the game in front of you? Mm, total TDs, no. Oh. I got game quarter half winning margin points. Um, there's there's a place I can click and just see all bets. I'm sure it's in here somewhere. Okay. Well, I, I was going to try to use an example, but that's okay. Um, it's the ones that I never understand, like who the hell does Got this? it. No, yeah, it's in here. How many touchdowns will be scored in the game? Um, the best odds is under five and a half is plus under four and a half is plus one thirty five on Bet What MGM. is your what is your five and a half line? Uh, under five and a half is minus one sixty, over five and a half is plus one twenty five. Okay, see now that's actually on point. There that's almost exactly what what Bet US has. So it's interesting that some of them I mean, they really I mean, you're you're not getting much of a payback because I always look at them like Devontae no. Adams plus two twenty. That's not a very good payback because the odds of it happening, right? Like, there's so many ways that first touchdown could happen. So high. Um, what's Cam Akers on there? Cam Akers plus six hundred for the Jeez. first, plus six hundred for the last, minus one fifteen anytime. It's only plus three fifty here for the first. Wow. So right, you oh, can you know, you can talk oh, yourself you know what the difference is. Stuff. Okay, yours is first touchdown of the game, right? Mm -hmm. Mine is first Packers touchdown. That's what the difference is. Okay, uh huh. So gotcha. So that so that makes me even like the AJ Dillon one even more. First Packers touchdown because so they could be down seven nothing. Okay, all right. Good. The first touchdown to score. Um. I've got acres here at plus eight fifty, but I don't see. I don't know where Adams is. Maybe he's been taken off the board on this one. Hmm. Tunyon's plus interesting. Tunyon's plus one thousand. Oh, here he is. <laughs> oh, here he is. Uh, Adams is only plus one plus four twenty five. You said five fifty over at yours, yep. right? Yeah, five fifty on bet MGM. So some of it changes, some of it doesn't. Um, Sometimes they wait until later in the week to really get into the 
to the uh, to the prop bets. In other words, how many yards so- someone's going to have and whatnot. So I don't see yeah. that on my end. Do you have that on your end yet, or do you just have the generic ones like we were talking about? Yeah, I've got like the the really crazy ones that they put at the top of the screen because they want to grab your money for these are like the crazy winning margin bets. Like if you take the Rams to win by two touchdowns between two touchdowns and 19 points, it's plus 1800, which is like if you bet five bucks, you're winning 100. Which is like, I mean, the odds of that are, you know, pretty, pretty low because I think the Packers are good. But, you know, if you're the person that puts 100 bucks on that and it hits, you know, you just bought yourself a car. So, you know, that's, those are the kinds of things that BetMGM puts at the top of the screen, right? And those are the ones I, I try to ignore. Like, I was making fun of that NHL one where it's like Blackhawks, Canadians, and Flyers all to win. The odds of the Blackhawks beating the Lightning are, are infinitesimal, but anything can happen in the NHL. You know, that's why a plus 1,100 would appeal to you. But, yeah, aside from the Tanyan one, there's nothing I'm crazy about. I, I really like Tanyan. I'll, t- I'll tell I you what I like in this game it. right now. The thing that jumps out at me right now is uh, I'm really liking the over, 45 and a half. <clears throat> I get that the Rams have a good defense. They gave up 20 to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. 20. Yep. Who couldn't move the ball at right. all. So Their total, their, their total in that was 50 points. It was 30 to 20. Yep. I yep. man, and the Packers have a whole week to get prepared for this. I mm-hmm. think, and the Packers it's not the, like the Packers have a shutdown defense. So I, I really like the the over on that game. Oh, what, what about Baltimore Buffalo? Anything jump out at you? Yeah, Baltimore Buffalo. The the only one that really spoke to me um, when I pulled it up was there's some lines on the touchdowns um, that I really liked. I do like the first half. Um, I do like the first half total to be under. So the under 22 and a half in the first half is plus 125, okay. which is not a lot of points, but you know, the, you're talking about 13 to seven or yeah. less, 14 to seven or less is plus 125. Uh, that's one that I'm going to bang. Cause I think that's a game that like Baltimore is going to try and slow it down and, and keep the ball do very similar to what the Colts tried to do. Right. Try to try to have long sustained drives, um, you know, Lamar's going to throw his little sidearm eight yard out passes and the bills are going to have to try and stop that. That was the one that I liked. Um, Stefan Diggs to score the first touchdown is plus seven fifty, which seems nuts to me. Cause it, I mean, if he's the first touchdown of the game, you would think if Buffalo gets the ball first, he could very likely be the source. Um, so those are the two that I looked at was the first half under at plus plus one twenty five and Diggs plus seven fifty for the first touchdown scored. I, I think of, of of everything that I'm leaning towards right now. I think I like Buffalo and uh, to win minus the points. Mm. So minus sure. two, two, minus two and a half. Or if you want to be safe, put it on the money line at minus one thirty five because that's not a a huge hit. You know, hit against your money. I get Baltimore sure. looked good um, this past weekend, but everybody knew the Tennessee Titans defense is not shut down not good not that not that buffalo's defense is outstanding but it's good enough and let man let baltimore fall fall behind a couple scores with josh allen's foot foot on the gas that's that that thing could get ugly really quick so i i really like Buffalo to win um we'll go ahead and wrap this up real quick anything in the in the sunday games that you like 
Um, the only one I would I would throw a little powder on um, is I think this game could be could be really really ugly for the Browns. Um, I'm hoping it isn't, but it very easily could. Uh, the Chiefs to win the Chiefs to win by 13 to 18 is plus 425. I mean, you can easily talk me into them winning, you know, 35 to 20 or something like that, 35 to 21. Um, I just don't see how Cleveland's going to stop them at all. Miles Garrett, for as good as he is, um, was kind of bottled up against the Steelers. If you, if you actually watch the game tape, you know, they were, they were chipping in with tight ends and, and he had his hands on his hips a lot. He looked really tired. You know, Kansas City's going to make a concerted effort um, to make sure that he doesn't get into the backfield and upset Mahomes. I, I just don't see how Cleveland wins this game. I, I really yeah, don't. It's a playoff game and I get that. So they usually play a little better, but I, I don't think that over is high enough. And I know it's no, strange in an NFL game. It's strange. I have 57. I, I don't know what you have on your end, but. Uh, 55 and a half. So it's okay. not crazy off. So, so that that's the kind of stuff that I say that this, that this site always does is that they, they go on where the money's going and they'll start jacking mm-hmm. it up. Um, now you can, I don't think 55, I don't think 55 and a half is enough or 57. No, but matter. you can take advantage of that in a game that you may think, let's say your impression is that it may be lower Then that's how you, that's how I think that you can make money on going on this site is that you go and right. you bang the under on, on them a lot. I bang the under on them a lot because it's usually a point or two higher. Um, mm-hmm. that's about the, the Tampa Bay green, uh, New Orleans game. I don't, man, I, I can't tell you what's going to happen there. Um, <laughs> The only one I like, and this is this is getting back into what we were talking about with the touchdowns. First touchdown scored, Leonard Fournette is plus a thousand. Now that's the best I've seen him look in a Tampa Bay uniform yet. Was the game against the WFT? But if Jones is still hampered, if he's still got you know the 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 Krabby Patty claw on his left hand like he had on the sidelines in this last game, and I haven't read the injury report today. So I don't know what his prognosis is, but it's going to um, have to but, be like a multiple yard touchdown because if there was, like, if it's like, yeah. if it's first and goal on the one yard line, Tom Brady's just going to do his famous whoop over over the side. It's going to be a score. Exactly the thing that exactly. the thing that Breeze tried to do and did not do, which was funny. Being down there, being down there, and being kind of you, you know a Bucks fan like you are, and my interest in eventually moving to the Tampa area. Do you give the Bucks any chance in this game? I know that's a different conversation, but yes, I mean yes. they've gotten they've gotten boat raced by this team twice. So well, the first game was nothing but turnovers, and it, it, it was actually and it was week one. Right. It was week one. Take that one out of the equation. The but the last one, one wasn't that long. The second one felt very Cleveland Pittsburghy to me, where mm-hmm. before you blinked, you were down by three scores, and the game <laughs> right. was un- unraveled. I think Tom Brady's going to have them ready. I still think they're a year away from winning the Super Bowl, being real Super Bowl contenders. But mm-hmm. I don't look at the Saints as being this unstoppable force. Usually the number two seed in the NFC is a much more dominant team than what the Saints are. So I give them a chance. I don't give them a chance to go in into Green Bay and beating Green nope. Bay. But if the Bucks were to get all the way to the FC ch- NFC Championship, man, that's a win. I don't care what their fan base tells you. That's a win. Yeah, and and hey, they beat Green Bay earlier in the year, and now that that game was in Tampa, it wasn't in Green Bay, I think, if my memory serves correctly. But um, I give Tampa, Tampa a good chance there. Yeah, their offenses look like uh, just a completely different offense the last four to six weeks. Brady looks a lot more comfortable throwing to Evans and and throwing to Godwin, and they're in the right places. They've kept him clean in the pocket, 
And look, the Saints, that, that game with the Bears was still, I mean, the Bears still had a chance in that game with like seven minutes to go. And I'm here to tell you, as someone who watched a lot of Bears games this year, the Bears stink. They stink. And to only beat them by 12 at home uh, is, is granted, not, Granted, you know, that last touchdown was garbage. Uh, so, no, I, I get that. The last touchdown was garbage. But and, I if, mean, and, if Wims, and if Drew Brees if, knew how to actually sneak a sneak a touchdown in, they should have won twenty eight to three. But fair enough, fair enough. Just didn't. saying, they give up that they give up that bomb to Wims, and it's seven seven. The game might be a completely different scenario. Sure. So you know, um, you you never know. I'm I'm with you. I'm not impressed by the Saints. I haven't felt right about them for six weeks, and I think the Bucks can absolutely go in there and play spoiler. Yeah, it's so. if it, it, it feels like a an opportunity for them and hey if the unthinkable happens and the rams do beat the packers tampa would be hosting the nfc championship game tampa would be hosting in yep. the super bowl back-to-back weeks wouldn't, wouldn't that be something if the bucks got to play the rams in in the nfc championship game whoo then, then, then we're talking about a whole different kind of narrative there, right? I yep. mean, my God. Uh, McVay versus Brady round two because, you know, Super Bowl. That so many different articles would be written about. Oh. That's a great thing to bet. I mean, if you really want to take some long shot odds this weekend, take a Ram Bucks NFC championship game. That's probably plus 650, plus 700, something like that, if you can find it somewhere. So that's. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so give me one game one bet whatever whether it's a spread whatever give me one spread that you really really like this week okay um so the one i'm gonna take that i like the most is that the may sound like the craziest one but it's not to me i'm gonna take the rams plus six and a half i think they're gonna stay within a field goal to five points of the packers in this whole game now i'm going off of you know we've done a lot of betting talk today which i'm glad we finally suck it in been trying to sneak it in for months um I'm getting it at six and a half on bet MGM. I'm taking the six and a half. Um, I love it. I, I really like this Rams team. They've, they've certainly, they've certainly thrown me off the scent with some stinkers this year, the jets game most notably. Um, but this is a team I believe in and, and I believe in Sean McVay. So plus six and a half Rams book it. That's interesting. Uh, okay. Let's go ahead and turn back time and we'll uh, do our walk-offs. Uh, we, we didn't get a chance to get into the, Major League Baseball, but that's okay. Uh, I do. We got months. I do. By I do think by the time we talk next week, at least one major free agent will, will have landed. I, I, I think it's two, maybe two. I, yeah, Real Muto, Bauer, Springer, Simeon. There's some guys still out there. Some of them are going to sign. That 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 training signing a couple of days ago. That's going to start opening up the door because first of all, it's going to do floodgates. Is everyone's going to go? I got to get my relievers, and then once that starts yep. opening up, the starters plus the Hendricks one. You didn't even mention, that, yeah, the Hendricks one the other day by the White Sox, which we we could do an yeah, hour on that next week. But yeah, what did I say? Training? I mean, I, I meant, you said training. Yeah, you, I knew what you meant, but you said like training. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, Hendricks. That's what I meant. Uh, the yeah, it's I mean, yeah, they've they've done some things, Lance Lynn. I mean, you know, that's. That's a team that a lot of people are going to be picking to to win the pennant. I don't know if that's wise because that's a huge jump from what they did last year. But hey, real quick on that though, everybody else in the American League that was in the playoffs last year got worse. Either didn't resign their free agents or just straight up let guys walk for nothing. So far, so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> so how, far, we'll see what happens with the Yankees. I, I, it's yeah, I can't imagine that they don't do something. 
I mean, if they don't do something, that fan base is going. They're, they're going to get hot. They're hardballing. They're hardballing LeMahieu, who's I the know, most beloved look, Yankee in like ten years. Look, if you're so. a Yankee fan and you're trying to chase that ring down, you're like, look, man, the Red Sox are going <laughs> to stink. The Rays are yep. taking a step back. This is our year to go and kick the door in, make damn sure yep. we win the division, and then go on from there. Once you get in the playoffs, you know, it'll be in Yankee Stadium. We should have fans back in the stands in a New York City. Yep. I don't know if it'll be full capacity, but we'll have New York yeah, City will be have, racking, uh, rocking. They pulled it off racking. in Texas. They'll have 7,000 people right. in the stands, 7,500, something like that. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, that's – they're playing a dangerous game, my friend, because the Mets, <laughs> the Mets are looking to stick it right in their ear. All right, turn back time. If I could turn back time, if I could find All right, on this day in 1982, Mr. Hank Aaron and Frank Robinson were elected to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Because everybody knows how great Hank Aaron was uh, and everyone's legitimate all-time home run leader. But if you don't realize what Frank Robinson did for Major League Baseball, he was the first African-American uh, manager. Uh, he was uh, he, I mean, he was an all-timer, and a lot of Reds fans were upset when he was traded over to Baltimore. But that's uh, mm-hmm. this date in 1982. Birthdays. It's your birthday today. What does that mean? I I've often I'll wondered this. So this is Kent Hole's uh, 69th birthday, center for the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. I always wondered if he was related to any of the other holes. Brett Hole and Bobby Hole and whatnot. Do you have any idea? Have you ever heard that? I don't know. I remember him playing. He was with the uh, Bills uh, during their run with the Jim Kelly one on the late '80s, going into the early '90s. Mm-hmm. But I, I've, I've, I've always wondered that. Uh, if you ever find that out, just shoot it to me because I've always wondered that, and I can't ever find anything on Kent Hull. So, of course, I haven't looked recently, but. Um, Anyways, uh, also 48th anniversary, uh, 48th birthday. I know people remember this guy, Bam Morris for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. One of the great names in the history of sport. Bam, and that's exactly how he ran. He did not dodge a tackle. He just bammed in the line. Sometimes he was running over his own offensive lineman. Bam Morris, happy 48th ver- uh, birthday, and. Uh, Jack Johnson is 33 years old. No, not that Jack Johnson. NHL hockey player for the Penguins and the Columbus Blue Jackets. That Jack Johnson. Not the guy who who sings coffee uh, coffee shop tunes. Um, what is your walk-off for the day, sir? To answer your previous question, Kent Hall, not related to Bobby and Brett. Bobby and Brett are from Ontario. Kent Hall is from Greenwood, Mississippi. So they so, share a last name, but... So Bobby might have taken a, a detour on a <laughs> <laughs> might have taken a when he was uh, coaching. He might have been in a in an Atlanta Flames game and uh, maybe gone west for a couple of hours. Yeah. My walk off is uh, my walk off is camp. Can't, can't, so excited! Today's the start of the NHL season. 
Flyers Penguins 4:35 Eastern, or maybe that's 4:35 Central. I haven't double checked it yet. Um, you know, if you've got a TV to be near, please watch East, it. Yeah, it's it's 5:30 Eastern, Eastern 4:30 Central, which is going to bleed into the triple header. So you're going to have 5:30, 8 o'clock, and 10:30. Yep, just so happy to see the NHL is back. Um, you know, we didn't even get into the NBA and all of that yabber yabber. I I would love to just you know say the words Kyrie Irving and let you go Colin Coward for 20 minutes but we'll do that next you week should tune, <laughs> you should have tuned in yesterday brother no I'm, I'm, I'm sure I wish I had <laughs> I'll go back and check the archives I'll watch it but um yeah so second hour back. bottom half of the second hour I I, I addressed Mr. Irving uh and <laughs> that was before i else. knew you know that's before i even knew this 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 video that leaked out last night yeah. of him at a birthday party so I'm like such <laughs> yep. a bad look man and as yeah, far as it's... i know now, now the good part about that with that leaking i think that the nets can show cause and not have to pay him for the time he's missed yep that's that's what it sounds like and i hope and and the problem is these NBA teams normally don't have spines and they're afraid to hurt hurt the feelings of the players and they probably won't do it. But I say do it. Do it just like the way that Deshaun Watson is trying to demand that they hire the enemy, right? Yep. And, and that's why I wanted to bring that up earlier about how bad he supposedly is interviewing. Well, Cassio that they just brought in from New England – He's aware of this because right. that, that guy's ears to the ground. So there's a reason why he didn't bring him into interview. By the way, there's another bit of news that's not news yet. Evidently, the guys, one of them spotted Ahmed's jet landing in the New York City area either late last night or early this morning. Ahmed, the uh, coordinator from the 49ers. Okay. That could, no. that could Sala? be. Yeah. Robert Sala? Yeah. Robert Sala. Okay. Sala. What do I say? Ahmed? You said Ahmed. I was like, who? I was like, <laughs> Sala Ahmed, which is a totally different sport. But anyways, uh, yeah, uh, Robert Sala, he has been spotted in the New York City area, which could mean by sometime today we could get his, uh, not, I find that a strange hire considering what they need, but uh, that could be – evidently there's some kind of tie to their current GM to him, and it sounds like that he could be the new head coach of the New York Jets. Um, I wanted to see – He was he was bandied about a lot for the Lions because he's from the area. Uh, according to the people that I follow and listen to, um, he, he interviewed fine, but that the Lions want to hire their GM first, and they're really laser-focused on this guy – uh, with the Rams, whose name is escaping me right now, that's been their college scouting director for like 10 years. So um, I think they're going to go GM first and head coach second. That's kind of what the Ford family has always done. So I mean, that's kind of what logic would tell you to do, right? <laughs> it is. It is. But that's, I mean, that's been a different tact. You know, Carolina didn't do that last year. They hired Rule first uh, with the GM already in place, knowing that the GM was going to get let go because um, they had new ownership. So, you know, I, I don't know anything's anything's up for grabs. You could talk me into anything. Um, I know we're running a little bit long, but, you know, everybody be good out there. And hopefully by the time we talk next week, we'll have some head coaching vacancies opened up 
MLB signings, a few more that we can jump into with the hot stove because baseball ain't that far away. It's like three months away. So I great. got about 30 seconds before, before they cut us off from, from the national feed. Uh, my walk off is Florida State supposedly is coming back and playing tonight. I feel like they've had as long <laughs> as, as long of a freaking layoff as hockey. So it's their opening night again. Uh, missing three games, two weeks. They have not played. Uh, they play NC State on the ACC Network tonight. It threw me off. I blood almost started boiling, Sean. I went to top 25. I was like, where the hell is Florida State? <laughs> they postponed it again. Well, Florida State fell out of the AP top 25 because they haven't played so long. No one voted for them. So yeah. they went from number 18 in the country to mm-hmm. unranked, and they haven't played a game. Unbelievable. It's a poll. We'll, we'll see Popularity y'all. contest. Yeah, we'll, we'll see y'all next week. See you next week. We'll see you manana. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. (laughs) Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. haven't downloaded it yet your armchair quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today google android apple iphone that's right download it tap that app today you can take the armchair quarterbacks app anywhere free to download free to use and important to have download it today tap that armchair quarterbacks app the best in southeast sports talk listen live or catch the replay i kind of like that i want to tap that you can bet i'm gonna get you